0: Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, and remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. I have to tell you, people, you know I'm a big football fan and a big Philadelphia Eagles fan, and, and we stink. We're awful. I'll be honest. But I noticed the Patriots lost the other night, and I just noticed on Facebook a lot of my friends from New England and who also live out here who grew up in New England, everyone went crazy. They're all sitting there bitching about the refs and everything, and I'm like, do you guys forget that you are the defending champions, okay? And the bottom line is you have won like three Super Bowls in the last 10 years. You probably have arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever, and I'm, I always argue with people. I was at a bar one night and got, yeah, he's no, not as good as Brett Favre. I'm like, come on, it's not even a comparison. And it was your first loss in 11 games, okay? You won 10 in a row. Now, do you really want to go undefeated? Because last time you went undefeated, you lost in the Super Bowl. So I don't know why you guys are so mad. It's like you're having one of the best seasons ever, and you're bitching about the refs, And I'm not, you know, it's just don't forget you guys have got caught for cheating twice. Do I agree with the calls? Possibly not, but you have got caught cheating. So I'm like, just relax. You're like, you know what? Complaining that you are 10 and 1 is like sitting here and saying you have a... 7-inch penis instead of a 9-inch penis. I mean, you're complaining about nothing. It's like sitting there and saying your girlfriend's a 9 instead of a 10. Just please stop, people, because you guys are going to go to the Super Bowl. We know that's going to happen. And that's all. So to my Patriots friends, I'm sorry, but that's just my feeling. I had to get it off my mind. I didn't want to put it on Facebook because then people will yell stuff. And I hate when people sit there and start stuff. Anyway. Enough about that. Uh, my guest today, I, uh, I found him on Facebook. That sounds weird. I saw him in a picture with uh, Raj Sharma, a comic, and uh, the guy's got a great credits. And I was went and I was like, wow. And I said, Joanne watches him on Castle, and my guest is Son Chris Bell. How you doing?
1: Hello. How you doing?
0: Good. I'm glad you came in. It's oh fun.
1: man, I'm so so excited to be here.
0: Now, now, um, now, are you a sports fan?
1: I know zero about okay. sports. Zero.
0: Okay, but that's that's all right because you know it's like some people you know don't follow it. I just happen to follow. I football. don't get
1: it, man. Like I really like I, like it's a gene that's missing in me.
0: No, it's it's all right. Yeah. So now now Do you, you think less of me? No, not at all. Because I said, you no, know, I put there. Can you cook? I can cook. Okay, then that's fine. Yeah, 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 as yeah. long as you can cook. If you knew nothing about sports and you couldn't cook, but you're a good actor too, so you you don't have to know about sports because you you have talent.
1: I'll take it. And you can cook. Yeah.
0: You don't know about sports. Yeah. Well, you know, what? you're the type of guy that it's probably better to hang out at a bar with because you're not bitching the whole I'm time not about yelling stuff. about
1: <laughs> yeah. yelling about my team.
0: <laughs> no, no, you were born in India. I was. Now, when you were born, how long did you live there for?
1: Uh, I sort of grew up in both places. I sort of did one year here, one year there, one year here, one year there until, uh, like, junior high. Um, I was – my dad did business over in Asia, so we lived both places. So I had, like – I would go to the same schools, so I would have my set of Indian friends that I would see every other year, and I would have my set of American friends that I would see every other year.
0: So you would come back and forth. Uh Uh-huh. Now, is that weird to see how people – I would think it would be weird because, you know, let's say you went away one year and you went back to India. And when you left, you were like yeah, yeah. four foot one, and then you come back and you're like four foot nine. Everyone's like, "Holy crap, who's By the that time new kid?" But that's how you get it's... to like fifth and sixth
1: grade it gets real interesting, because that's when like people really shoot up and do all that. But uh, it was cool because I got to have like one foot out the door a little bit. I, it gives you a little perspective, and and you get to see, uh, I don't know, you get to see it from the outside.
0: Now, growing up in India, when you were when you were younger. Did you ever know you were going to act? I mean, it's sort of, that's like, I know, because I've talked to, like, different comedians who have been on the show, and uh, people from India, and even people who grew up... Has Raj been on? Raj was on a while ago, yeah. And uh, just people who grew up in different cultures, how... Your parents never think you're going to go into this profession. I mean, so as a kid, what did, you, what did your father do in business?
1: Uh, my father did, uh, he exported computer products to companies in Asia and India.
0: So he was a businessman. He was a businessman. And so you as a kid, I mean, what, we, what did you want to do was when you were a little well, kid? Well, I grew
1: up in Silicon Valley. So, uh, and it was during the 90s, it was during the tech boom. And that was, that world was, that startup world was sort of what everyone I went to high school ended up doing. They either went to, they either became medical doctors, uh, or they are in the tech industry. And that was what I sort of assumed that I was going to do because, uh, not because it was like forced upon me, but that's just what you did. Um, and it was never a viable career options where I sort of always done theater as a hobby, uh, growing up. And then, uh, when it came time to apply for colleges, I started, uh, I applied as a pre-med or a pre-engineer and. Did all that. And then uh, I actually met a, a Cal Penn, who is Kumar from the Herald of yeah. Kumar movies. And he, I was in high school and I was like flyering at an Indian event for uh, to, to advertise for the show, uh, this theater play that I was doing. And he was like, sorry, you're sitting here on a Saturday afternoon flyering for a show that you're putting up and you're going to be an engineer? You're not going to be an engineer. And he stayed and he like, talked to my parents and he was like, your son wants to be an actor and he doesn't even know it. And so I went and I rescinded all my college applications and I reapplied as a theater major. And I I assumed that I was going to be like a drama teacher somewhere. I didn't know that, like, it was possible for a guy that looked like me to be an actor.
0: Now, now you said, you know, you started doing what made you start to do stage, though, when you were younger? Was there a certain drawing to it that sat there and you said, this is what I'm going to do? I mean, were you watching a lot of TV? Were you watching movies? Were you influenced by anybody?
1: Yeah, I was watching a lot of I uh, grew up watching my dad put on like abbott and costello and jerry lewis and i grew up on like classic tv i've seen every episode of i love louis i used to work watch old old stuff and i loved it and i was just a big ham like i just i think i liked the intention
0: so, so you sat there and you started doing theater yeah now how did you know cal penn
1: i didn't oh, he, so you just he met was... him He was starting to become a celebrity in the Indian community, and he was making a celebrity appearance. And I was at this Indian, it was the Independence Day festival. It's like a big fair. And I was sitting at the fair, firing. And he was like, what are you firing for? What are you doing? And that's how I met him.
0: And so, now it must be hard, though, as you were a kid and you want to go into this profession, that there wasn't, it's getting, there's a lot more Indian actors now. Yeah, but I mean when you were you were starting and you're a young guy, but even when you were starting out
1: Well, there, I started 10 years ago, and it was a very different climate then. Yeah,
0: so I mean what do you, what was that like? I mean as a kid also when you sit there and you think I mean like for me I, I did stand-up Well, I'm watching I see Woody Allen I see Carl and I see you know Every white guy and every african-american guy and I go okay This is easily accessible because they're hitting in those demographics But then you see like back then an Asian like Henry Cho or even Margaret Cho mm-hmm. people are like Well, wait a second an Asian comic, you know, and for me. I'm 52 our think some Asian comedy were. Long and I bet done. back then
1: they sort of had to be their comedy had to be like, well, I'm representing my, like, right.
0: or they had to go very mainstream. I, they had to like
1: explain themselves
0: right. a little bit. Yeah. So for you, I mean, as a kid, I mean, even if it, it was in the back of your head, did you sit there? You weren't seeing a lot of people that look like you on TV. That must be sort of frustrating. but well, it must make you very proud now because you've overcome that.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's starting to happen that way. It's starting to feel like we are. of the fabric of american society and accepted as like indeed american is a thing as opposed to uh anytime you would see an indian guy on tv he had a thick accent he was either a doctor or he worked at a convenience store and i remember i like i now i know these guys the guys that i grew up watching iqbal theba um eric avari these guys that are phenomenal actors iqbal's on uh, glee now uh, and you've seen eric in a million things but these guys who are amazing actors were relegated to very specific roles, and I remember like i got gotten a huge fight with my my uncles. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go sit there and like play those parts? Is that what you want to do? And I really honestly thought I was gonna end up teaching somewhere, and that was my goal. I did not know I who could have expected uh, the the turnaround that's happened, especially in the last. I think like since Slumdog was nominated for that Oscar. Uh, there's just – there's, like, so many Indian actors have come out of the woodwork, and there's, like – there's just so much work, and there's so much interesting uh, – yeah, so much interesting work happening.
0: Now, when you were in college and you were <laughs> doing plays
1: – I was doing plays, yeah.
0: Now, what kind of plays were you auditioning for, and, and did you feel in college that it was somewhat like, well, you know, he can't play this role, he can't play that role? Because, once again, it wasn't an open area, so we, were you getting all types of parts, or did they look at your talent completely?
1: I So I went to UCLA, and I was just so excited to be in Los Angeles – Uh, But yes, to answer your question, yeah, I was relegated to uh, messenger number two in college. I could not get cast in a show as a lead in college to save my life. But I was in Los Angeles, and I wasn't going to waste any time. So I was um, missing class and sneaking off to auditions while I was was working in
0: L.A. So what was that like? I mean, did you have an agent? Yeah,
1: it all happened pretty quickly. Um, I had a commercial agent, and then uh, by the time I was a sophomore, I'd done my first Movie with like a with a Bollywood star, and then I was auditioning for TV
0: pretty pretty quickly. Now I always think that must be something crazy that you're going to school for acting, but you're actually well, you go going for acting. You, for acting, yeah, yeah. So you're going for acting and as you're going for acting you're it must be hard to sit there and go for an audition or even book a movie and then go back and take a class because you're probably going well
1: you're not but our thing was like you i went to ucla and you weren't allowed to so if they found out that you were
0: auditioning or you were missing class for an audition they would fail you wait so you so you as even though you want to be an actor and you're supposed to you know so stupid i would think that you know if you want to be a ball player and you're a great ball player in high school you're saying well, I'll go to college, but right. if I'm good, I'm going to go. I'm going to go right to the majors. Yeah. So, so they, I mean, when you go to school, do you know that, that they say, okay, you can audition? They're pretty clear about it.
1: Wow. Why do you think that is? I don't
0: know. It doesn't make, I guess they don't want you to miss class. Cause
1: in LA, like if they let you audition, then who's going to class? Like you're going to, you would rather work, um, or I would, um, I think it's about, they want you to finish your training. I don't know. I don't agree with it. I didn't listen. Um, uh, so, but like the, uh, the 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 double standard of it is our professors would miss class for auditions all the time. we like, oh, the, the the TA would be in and be like, where's where's our professor? we be like, oh, she had a commercial callback.
0: It's like those old soap operas. Now playing the part of Professor Weinstein <laughs> yeah, yeah. is Jim Burns. Did they used to do that? It used to be on, when you watch soap operas, what they would do is if the actor couldn't be on it would, on that day, yeah, you would see in the bottom, or sometimes in the originally before they used to do like graphics it would be like playing the part of alexander holdsworth is such and such and you'd be like that's weird but people would watch soap operas, they wouldn't even tell the
1: difference yeah yeah, yeah. wait did they have like one regular guy and then uh, an occasional sub or like the guy would be played by huh. 20 had, different actors? they had one
0: regular guy and if he missed the, let's say you know let's say you're watching castle yeah it'd be like watching castle and it's like Nathan Fillion, but like one episode, it would today, say today Nathan Fillion, yeah, playing Nathan Fillion is David Boreanaz, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now, now, what were your parents thinking when you said you wanted to file this, this, this path?
1: So um, my dad, I cut a deal with my dad, and he said, uh, I said I would be a double, I would double major in business, and then I got to UCLA, and I found that the only major you're not allowed to double major with is theater because it's just so many, it's so time intensive that that major.
0: They're bullies. So
1: <laughs> they are. They're dicks. Yeah. Um. Can I can I can I swear? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Fuck you, UCLA. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs>
0: and he's acting now, so you know that's what you get. He's doing better than the <laughs> teachers.
1: That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, no, I love my time there, and I love my professors there. Uh, but uh, they were so I got a deal, and They said um, as long as you double major, and then I couldn't, so I just didn't tell them. Um, and I snuck around. I was lying to my professors about auditioning. I was lying to my parents about being a business major. And uh, I don't think they. I don't think because. Being immigrant parents, I don't think they they knew what was possible. You know what I mean? They they don't know anything about the entertainment industry, so um, I don't know that they were expecting anything to come out of it.
0: Now, what is it like being? Because I moved to LA later in my life, and I I, you know I grew up near Philadelphia. What is it like? And I know you're going to college, but you're also going out for auditions. But what's it like being like an 18 year old or 19 year old kid? You know, most of us when we go to college. We sit there. I went to school near New Jersey Shore. We what we do on weekends? People went home on Thursday. We drink, and we couldn't really leave the campus because yeah. there was nothing around. Yeah. What's it like being? I mean, first of all, a in kid the middle
1: of Los Angeles, and
0: getting auditions, and actually living. I mean, you're living your dream so much more than other. I, I my feeling is than other people. You know, everyone wants to live their dream when they're young. But for you, I mean, you you're living your dream at a really young age, 18, 19. You're not only going to a great school, but you're going out. And getting auditions i mean what's that like as a kid i mean what, what's going through your mind are you thinking this is the best time ever it can't get better than this or
1: yeah that's kind of what it is but it's also i just didn't know any better so like i was like oh this is how it goes this is la i spent most of my time i didn't have a car i spent most of my time on MapQuest and uh uh looking at bus schedules because i was that's how i would get around to auditions and, and so, like i literally when I started auditioning, I spent most of my day on public transportation, getting from audition to audition and then trying to make it back to class to catch a couple hours of that.
0: Were you living on campus in Westwood? Or? I was, yeah. Okay, so that's cool. I mean, Westwood, I mean, you can get to Beverly Hills fast. You can get to, I mean, of course, with traffic. Yeah, but everything's, songs, in, but
1: everything's in everything's in
0: Burbank. Yeah, but well, nowadays, yeah, I yeah. guess, but there's also a lot of Hollywood stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going through college. Now you graduate. I did. Okay, so you graduate, and now you have to decide, I guess, if you're really going to pursue this, and and so what happened with that?
1: Well, I actually got super lucky. Uh, I booked a pilot my senior year. It The schedule all worked out somehow. We shot it spring break of my senior year. Didn't miss a day of class to go shoot this thing, and then the day after I graduated, we get the call that it was picked up.
0: So what was that pilot?
1: It was called Notes from the Underbelly. It was on ABC for two seasons.
0: So that that was your your that was your senior year, mm-hmm. and it gets picked up. Now, do you, what do you tell your professors? I mean, because I'm sorry if you're teaching acting, you have to read. I'm sure they read the Hollywood Reporter, and back then, I mean.
1: Well, I think they were more theater focused. Like it was very much a theater department, and I think they, uh, yeah, the act the acting professors were actors and part of the. Uh, film and tv industry but but a lot of them were were very focused on theater
0: Now what's that like you're, you're you're you haven't graduated college yet and all of a sudden you know i mean first of all i always say to get cast i mean i talked to so many people who've gotten so many pilots been cast but never picked up but to get cast in a pilot is just such a accomplishment i mean to be honest i mean there's how many there's pilots pilots there's how many people watch sure so here you're this year this you're young you're not even out of college you're cast in a pilot and then it gets picked up. What's going through your mind? Are you a little nervous? Or are you no, on...
1: man, I just didn't know any better, right? Like, so all the, all the shitty things happened after the show ended. So I had never really, st- it was, I sort of walked into, I just was like, oh, it must be this easy. Like, it was really, I got very lucky very early on. And I just thought that that's how it goes because I just didn't know any different. And so... Yeah, I don't think anything was going through my mind. I was like, "Yeah, graduate, got a job." I'm like that's what I
0: thought. See, so now, what's it like? All of a sudden, you're you're walking on and being a part of this pilot. I mean, a part of a series. You yeah. know that you're gonna get at least one season. Yeah. And uh, Lombardo Bayard did a few uh, episodes on your. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if you know him. He's like I just checked. Yeah, out. yeah. He. I know who. I know exactly he, who he, he is. He did a few episodes. Yeah, 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 But so, what's that like? I mean, you're sitting there, and and you all of a sudden you're 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 in the biz. I mean, you know, your life is gonna change. I right. Mean, there's no thing saying even if it. it went two episodes and got canceled your life's going to change because sure. now, now you're in the big leagues as you yeah. said that kid so what's it like for you when you all of a sudden sit there and you you're in this situation where you know all of a sudden you know you're on a tv show on on a major network
1: oh yeah i mean it's also like i went from a, a student stipend to to making way too much money like too much money for a child to be making <laughs> um i went nuts man like i was uh i was like out at the party, like I was, I was li- living the life, and yeah, I was like out every night. I was like, I was, I was a little shithead. Where'd you move to? Uh stayed in, stayed in West L. A. because all my friends were um, theater majors from college.
0: Now, what's that like to sit there and know your friends? And I understand, but I know when I did comedy and when we were younger, you know, it's a catty business, and I think anything actors, you know, you have a competition. But what's it like when all of a sudden? You know and so easily i mean easily all of a sudden you're sitting there on a tv show did you did some friends change just for the fact that all of a sudden it's like oh oh Suncrest is too big for us i mean i'm sure especially at that young age because we're so as you said we're punks and you i mean did people's
1: there was a little of will you fill a quota that like that i got from some of my theater buddies it was like well well you got it because you're indian and they needed any guy and like you need a thing and like that was their like excuse Of why it was happening for me and not them they may be right i don't know but uh yeah i got a little of that like if we if we were indian we would we would we'd be doing it too um people just
0: can't be happy yeah now what was your parents reaction because they must have been very proud they got
1: spoiled i ruined them i literally ruined them now literally if i like i'll call them and i'll be like oh well i I gotta i gotta i'm doing ncis and they're like oh just one episode
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that must be great. Because also must sit there, you know, you're young, you're acting, and now when do you start seeing the roles changing a little bit? As we talked about earlier, when you the Indian roles, I mean, was it a matter of because was your was your role in this show very Indian oriented? Not at all. My okay. name
1: was Eric. I was just a guy. Really, me and my wife were really excited to 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 be having a baby. The show was about. Uh, uh,
0: couples, right? Uh, and, and Rachel Harris was in it, and yeah. a few old. There's you're the younger couple, and there's an older couple.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, we were all we were all the same. Okay. We we're all like mid there. I was playing 35 at at
0: 21. Like... So no, no, okay, that's that's crazy. I mean, how does that make you? I mean, does that make you feel? Because I mean, I know you're working and you're getting paid, but like when you're 21, we always sit there when we're 21, we think, oh my god, 40 is old, and you're playing 35. And...
1: Yeah, I like I was like, oh, is that what I look like? Because I like I can look at myself in the mirror and I was like, I, I see a 21 year old, but. Uh, I think everyone figured it out. I remember my the woman playing my wife Melanie Paxson, we'd finished the table read and she'd come over to sort of get to know me, and I think I like I don't think I talked about my age, but I think I revealed my immaturity in in the conversation. She goes, "Wait a minute, how old are you?" Right. <laughs> and I go, "I'm 21." She goes, "Don't tell anyone, you will be fired." And so she kept that secret.
0: So you played older, and oh, that's cool. I mean, but it's it, as I said, it's so funny because there's also you're right, a big maturity difference. I mean, it's a matter of you know, people 35 have lived a lot more than yeah, people, and you're not even 35 yet, so no. you don't even know. But in four years, you'll yeah, figure. I feel like uh, I've been around. <laughs> so so now you get the show, and it, it lasts for two seasons. You said,
1: yeah, okay, it was so... right during their writer strike.
0: Okay, so what's that like? You get on a show. And all of a sudden, then the writer's strike. Yeah, yeah. So you're sitting there. You got the break. You got the golden goose.
1: I think we were helped by the writer's strike. We're in the one of the few shows that we were helped because uh, just the the rhythm of the year. I think they had already had scripts written and did not need to commission more. So um, we were... We were a property that it was advantageous for ABC to pick up for another season. I don't know that without the with the writer strike without the writer strike we would have been picked up for a second season. Let's, let's
0: see that's that's see that So it worked out for you.
1: Yeah, really worked out. So so what, I was incredibly lucky for a very long
0: time. <laughs> yeah. So what what was it what was it like to sit there and know you got picked up for a second season? I mean, because that's like anything. That's like that's got to make you very excited. But then you sit there, starting your mind going, well, if we get picked up for three more seasons. Oh yeah, you counting the money, it's, man. It's you're like money time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how do they tell you that you get picked up? I mean, how did Was it was it right off the bat, or I mean, did they order a bunch of episodes?
1: They, when the writers' strike happened, they said uh, it's looking good. Like the 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 show, because the network doesn't tell me anything, and I'm just a kid. So the from what I understood from the showrunners, it was like it's going it's it's looking good for us. And we didn't know how long the strike was gonna last, and we didn't know we didn't know anything. So we're all sort of shooting blind, but the network uh, seemed to indicate that like it's looking good for us.
0: So when you when you get picked up again, what's the feeling? Relief. Just relief, or just happiness, or I mean. Oh, I live
1: in I live in a stressful like I just my natural state of being. I think I got that from my from my father. Like is it, just waiting for the other shoe to drop always. So so when you get picked up, it's just like ah oh, okay, I can relax for a second. So you do a second season. Yeah.
0: And then it gets canceled. Yes, sir. And so now what's that? I mean, that's, they're going, did you feel, did you feel the show was going down or were you noticing it? And you, were you feeling the pressures? Cause you're one of the stars and I mean, it's like, it's, you're part of it. I mean, so yeah.
1: Um, it was just also new. And I noticed that like, we were getting, we were getting moved around the schedule. The writing was sort of on the wall during the second season. It was just like, getting moved around the schedule. We didn't know. We didn't know when we were going to air from week. Like if we were going to air week to week, like there's just, they would plug us in and then they sort of double pumping episodes two at a time we're like okay so then we like we'll, but two or three episodes into the second season we're like
0: okay we're, we're we're done see that that's that must i mean that's that's what sucks about it i mean i hate when they change the schedule around because it's like you start liking and they don't do it as much now but you it happened so much earlier you like you start liking a show and you go okay you don't know I, where I want to find it this. and then you go wait when's this on and there's and, no and the, internet and the dvr wasn't popular then so you're like oh i'm gonna set my vcr you know it's so yeah. and for an actor it must stink because you you want to tell people hey watch me yeah you know, and you want to talk to people because i'm sure in your well, mind those
1: were the days too where you didn't just send out an email or anything you would um you would you would make get postcards made. you do a guest star on uh csi you put your little headshot on a postcard and you send it to uh <laughs> casting directors around town like check me out as terrorist number four on uh, csi miami
0: now did when you're earlier when you're getting guest spots did you get a lot of terrorists i mean with Dude, a i
1: escaped a lot of that
0: i don't know why because i yeah. look Indian as hell and you, i mean yeah i mean you you look Indian i mean yeah. things but maybe they you look i could say you look smarter but I, most Indians I know are very very smart so right. you can't use that thing and it's right. like, and even for you know terrorists i mean I think also especially terrorists have change terrorists aren't indians anymore
1: yeah yeah well there. uh, when i first started i would get auditions for middle eastern and north african and iranian (laughs) and it was like sure i'll audition for this but like that was just because you know americans didn't know any better i guess um and now they do which is which you know is great but it it means a lot less work
0: (laughs) now now you also were on barbershop I was. Now, so now, yeah. now, now that is uh, that was what, your character name was Bashir. Bashir. And now what kind of character was that? Uh, he
1: worked at uh, he worked at the convenience store, but the uh, it's, um oh God I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but he wrote uh, he wrote Twelve Years a Slave. a
0: uh, oh, Butler Lee Butler. No, not Lee Butler.
1: Lee Daniels? No. Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. No, 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 no. no. Was it? Wait. Uh, well, I'll get it. But he he was oh gosh no he wrote Selma john ridley john ridley brilliant
0: comic when he did stand-up really he was a really good stand-up yeah
1: so he was a showrunner of uh, barbershop and he you know he's a smart and aware guy he was like "Uh, don't don't do an accent just be the guy that works at the store that's okay and the reason that guy existed in the show is like the, the the he existed in the movie so i was the show's version of the guy in the movie
0: now in the movie did he have an accent very much so. So now what that that's much, must make you feel good as an actor when you're – and right there, you're breaking a stereotype. Right. Which must be great and you must be very proud because, you know, it's like I had uh, I had a, Aziz uh, – uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. He played different roles. He's Middle Eastern. He played some different roles and he was uh, – he was – Who do you have? All, I can't we, think of his name. We all know each other. No, you don't know. What's, uh, Aziz uh, – no. Uh, Asif? Uh, I'll I'll tell you later. It okay, will come to me. Okay. And, and uh, but anyway, so that must make you feel good because you were starting to break the uh the stereotype right there.
1: Yeah, it felt good and it felt um again it, it was it was relief that I didn't have to catch shit from uh, from from. Uh, Indian blogs or like my parents. It's like it's all about not embarrassing the people you <laughs> love.
0: Now people give you a lot of shit though on in Indian blogs. I mean, have you seen?
1: Well, I played. I did end up playing a, a bodega owner with an accent on my MTV series for a season, and he had um and my and I got I caught I caught a lot of shit from from Indian blogs and stuff and bloggers and the blogosphere. I my take on it though was uh this guy's name was Bobby and that guy exists in new york city you go to any bodega in new york city and there is a too familiar loud cantankerous pervy bodega owner and i don't think just doing an accent makes it makes you a sellout or makes you part of the problem i think the problem happens when the joke is that this guy sounds funny. Okay. Um. And so I cut a deal with the show owners. I was like, well, he's not, I can't have him be Borat. And if I don't, like, if I find some of the writing racist, I have the right to change it. They're like, as long as you make it funnier, we're fine. We're fine with it. And it happened maybe twice that season. And so the, the guy was a completely three-dimensional,
0: well-rounded person, but he happened to have an actor. Isn't it funny how people sit there and they'll, they'll, they'll automatically, you know, they'll jump on you. Okay, and first of all, you're the actor, and the bottom line is, hey, you know what? You want to act. That's your profession. It's like if, if you're a doctor and you're a crappy doctor, right. no one's jumping on them. Like, right. oh, oh, you know, oh well, he's uh, he people should are a... jumping
1: on crappy doctors. I mean, I
0: mean, but not not in on a blog or not I mean they're sitting putting a yeah. few. I mean so that must they be hard for an actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it must be hard for an actor just when you sit there and people you're doing your job. I mean, you know, you're you're making a living and people get pissed. And I know you have to stay, you know, you want to stay to your roots, but it's also, it's like, you also got to make a living and, and being a sellout is, yes. is not,
1: it's a weird line to, it's a weird line to mitigate. I think I, I think for, at the end of the day, all you can do is, uh, decide whether you're okay with something and you can sleep at night and honor yourself. And with that role, I could, uh, and yeah, honestly, the blood, like, I think that our blog culture or whatever is they they're ready to be outraged at the drop of a at the drop of a hat i think it's a culture of like ah let me react as long as strong as possible let me be as loud as possible so that i'm heard
0: i see i always agree because i always call it the uh the lemmings on facebook Mm -hmm. when something happens Let's say it's when that Cecil lion got shot. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Okay. But then all these people post, oh, I would do this to this guy. Da, da, and they post they've never posted anything about animals. Mm-mm. Never. I mean, I know Mm-mm. people who are actual animal rights activists. Right. Okay? If they post something, I go, okay, that I understand that because, you know, I mean, did it outrage me? Yes. Did I post oh, this sure. guy should be shot? No. because. I'm not going to be fan And wagon. Yeah. But that isn't it funny because you're right. Now with blockers, they do that. They sit there and they go. And then it's, I always say, what's going to be this week? Like, you know, sit there, they post it and it's, it always lasts for like two days. Mm-hmm. And then you never hear anything. And you go, but then all of a sudden, okay, this happens. Uh, the, 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 uh, the flag, the rebel yeah, yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden people, well, they shouldn't, oh, and then Issue of the week. Two days. Yeah. And so it's like, isn't it funny? I mean, especially because your generation, because you're 31. Yeah. You guys are, you know, the, you, you have grown up. We always think about this. You've grown up with the internet pretty much. Not grown up, but since you've been, you know. Yeah. Okay.
1: We're the, fir- we're the, fir- I think I read a post about we, people my age are the first people that straddled both. We sort of grew up, computers started happening. AOL started happening when I was in junior high. Uh, and people started like messaging each other and all that. And, but we also remember a world of landline telephones and, um, uh, corded landline telephone right. so um yeah it's facebook only happened halfway through my college i can't remember what we did before facebook
0: see isn't that weird i mean yeah i i think about it too and even more before cell phones you guys are like you, you guys have had cell phones i mean you've had, core phones, but you've had so how long have you been a cell phone
1: since high school.
0: Yeah. And and so that's that's But
1: it was like it was it was,
0: still though, that's yeah. thirteen you've had you couldn't time, use it. thirteen or fourteen years. Yeah. And that's that's almost half your life. Yeah. Like, you know, for, for yeah. first, I mean, and that's and the the times when you could start going to bars. I always say, you know, when we were going to bars, we didn't have cell phones. You would just sit there, hey, I'm done a show, I'll meet you at uh, such and such bar and if they, your friends weren't there, you go, That's it. Well, they might be here and then you drive and so I mean it's so it's different. And I think I mean, does it does it get you do you feel a little does it get a little pissy now that people can lay into your work? and and lay into you if they want to where it just to just to sit there and like the block to sit there and go oh he's playing this character where years ago no one would even talk about it
1: no and it, it, it it's it's well right now i'm getting uh twitter hates me i'm getting hate tweets from all over the world uh because they don't like what my character on castle is doing but it's like i'm getting the tweets it's not like they're they don't they're not talking about what my character is doing they're talking right. about me um yeah, it's just people
0: people have a microphone now, man. It's just crazy. So now so you said no after after the notes from the underbelly ended. Yes sir. Now where did you go? What what direction did you sit there? What did you decide so to do? I
1: didn't get work for like two years.
0: So now what do you do when you sit there and you come from something where, you know, well, first of all, you were younger, so you probably didn't save a whole bunch of your money. No, I mean, I
1: was I, a real idiot.
0: But but that's just anything. You're, anyone who's 22 or 23, I mean, they they're getting bottle serious service. Kids. Yeah, you're. Yeah. I mean, that's just normal. I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. I, I mean that, that will go to your 35. You yeah, know. Yeah. But so now, do you sit there? I mean, do you? You said you're not getting work, and I think, and at that age, we're very insecure. And so at that age, what's going through your mind when you're going? Oh, I thought it was my all career the fluke. Over?
1: I really thought everything was like nothing. Like everything had worked out on, up until that point, and then. I just assumed for a while, like, you know, one month goes by, two months goes by, six months goes by. And you're like, oh, well, well, I'm waiting for the next thing to have like the next huge thing. What's what's why is it not happening? And then slowly, like other other actors around me are starting to get more work. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, this is a tough business. This is hard. (laughs) I get what everyone was talking about now.
0: Now were you getting out to audition No, or were you just you were getting nothing? Yeah,
1: I was getting out to audition. I just wasn't getting any work. Um and I started really like second guessing myself. I went to like every acting teacher in town. I was trying to figure out like what what's wrong? <laughs> um it was really it was like a dark couple years for me.
0: So what was what was the upswing for that? Was it the the, the I want my pants back?
1: Um I started uh, I just want my pants back was a part of that. Yeah. I actually I started doing um um, work uh, with my, the miser technique, and that sort of changed everything for me. Uh, and so I started, I just started, I was in class like three, three, three times a week, and I was really just delving into the work and um, sort of learn, relearning the things that I missed in college because I was <laughs> off auditioning. Um, and then um, I started getting guest work slowly again because I'd never really done guest stars. Uh, but I sort of hopped right into that series. I started doing guest work, and then The MTV show happened, and that moved me to New York, and I had the greatest five months of my life.
0: So that shot in New York. Yeah. Now, you're a kid. You're a guy out here in LA, and now, had you been to Manhattan?
1: Yeah, I'd visited. Manhattan was my favorite place in the world.
0: Okay, so what's it like living there and also sitting there going, seeing Rent going,
1: whoa, because... I didn't care. I was so happy, man. I was living in the West Village. We were shooting in Brooklyn, and we were shooting on location everywhere. It just felt... uh. That was, to me, like, living the dream. It was, uh, yeah, just so to be able to shoot on the street in New York is, like, the coolest thing in the world. I was oh, like, yeah. I made it.
0: And now, now, so that series ends. Yeah. And now what are you going to do? Are you going to stay in New York? Are you going to move back here? So I
1: did. I went and said, I had, like, lofty ideas of staying in New York because I loved it so much. Um, And so I did, I stayed and did a play right after.
0: Now, how and, is that, like, getting back on, I mean, you haven't done a lot of stage work. I haven't done I've done here and there, but how was it like to get on stage, it's especially awesome. in New York? It's I mean amazing. even if it's not a Broadway. I it's mean amazing. I mean, so were you sitting there thinking I'm gonna stay in New York, but you also, yeah, I was like, I gonna... also had that sitcom money earlier then you see stage money, oh, was yeah, a that's big literally difference.
1: what took me took me back. It was like the stage money was stage money was non existent, and I was hemorrhaging money. It was like well, all of a sudden, the West Village apartment that I thought was such a good idea when I was on a series um. Like I was like paying like fifty five hundred. It was so stupid. Um, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I gotta. Being in New York with a job is very different than being in New York right. without a job. <laughs> uh, and so no, I I ran with my tail between my legs back to. I was like, next time a job takes me back, I will I will be back.
0: What was that awkward that took you back, or what job is it?
1: Uh, no, no, no. I meant to New York. I okay. like. I came back to LA, and I was like, if a job takes me back to New York, I'll go. I'll go back. To
0: New so New when York. you come back to LA, what do you, you start recurring on Awkward, or what, what happens? Early?
1: Yeah, I think after that, actually, no, I had done Awkward before, before Pants, but I was recurring on Awkward after uh, after that, and uh, I, yeah, I was. After that, everything was pretty smooth. I think I after that year, sort of, I had sort of made inroads, and my manager and I were in a good place, and we 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 were. Yeah, I was sort of
0: chugging along, just doing guest stars. And you're, you're hitting more now. You're hitting drama now.
1: I don't know when that like. I remember when 24 was happening. I was up for it like so many times, and literally the casting director eventually called and was like, "We just don't buy him as a drama guy. <laughs> like he's a comedy guy." And um, I don't know when that changed. I'm glad it did.
0: No, no, you were you were on a few episodes of Shameless. I was. Now that must have been great because you get well, you're so working cool. you're working with killer so people. Cool.
1: Yeah uh John, and John Wells runs a real tight ship over there even the all the kids you're not allowed to have your script on set at all you come in off book completely which is unheard of in television um and the rule applies to every single actor including the kids and it was um scary and cool and you just want to do what you want to do well um i yeah i i could i was i watched the show too so i was pinching myself that i was there
0: yeah so that must yeah must be sort of little terrifying you I mean you have to learn everything you can't sit there and go it's like anything even like in college in high school before a test right before you get you into can, class you can, you, you, you yeah, can look yeah. at your book yeah, yeah, yeah. well this is but for you I mean as an actor I mean one it must be great that probably the training that you took back again when you started doing the and yeah. the, all that must have helped the stuff that you skipped in college because you didn't have to do it yeah but now it must have really set, you must have sat there and went wow you know what everything happens for a reason yes because well, I, I these, don't
1: think I could have when I was doing uh, the first sitcom when I was doing with the underbelly I don't think I could have that I don't think that guy could have handled this uh the shameless or or the stuff that I'm doing now I don't think I had it I think I like flooped into fell in ass backwards into into something before And now I'm finding my footing slowly now
0: now you also were on the walking dead yeah okay so now were you a fan of that
1: I hadn't watched that before but then I became a fan when I got cast I like I crammed I like I watched for three seasons in 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 <laughs> That many weeks, I think. Well, right before I shot, and then I became a
0: fan. So what's it like being on that show? Because once again, I, I talk to us a lot about actors that you know you're in certain shows that have. uh And I always, once we talk about the Facebook thing, I always say you know people. Walking Dead is one that people gladly ruin. You know, it's like it's like thank God, like thank God, thank God, Ray Donovan's, and I love that show. It's pretty simple because no one's saying this happened on Ray Donovan. Right, 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 right. On Boardwalk right, right. Empire, no one's saying this happened. I mean, The Sopranos, yeah, but. It wasn't as big then. It was pre-Facebook. Yeah. So, I mean, for The Walking Dead, I mean, it has a crazy fan base. I mean, those people are oh, it's, religious. It's, and, a, it's ridiculous. And you're coming from someone who, you run a sitcom that ran for two seasons, but sitcom <laughs> people don't go nuts unless it's signed There's film. no real fandom. Right. So, now, what's it like to sit there? Now, was were you cast for just one episode, or did they say you'll come with No.
1: The cool thing, the, the thing about Walking Dead is they don't tell you anything. They literally, I had another, i had another pilot that I, uh, I I was up for and they were like, uh, we want to make sure you're available all summer. And I was like, well, I'd rather do The Walking Dead than a pilot that might not go. And so they have you sign, they, they say, we don't want to make you a guest star. We want to make you an also starring, which is like a stupid credit thing. You think you're going to be on there for like, I'm going to be one of these guys. And so I was prepped to be one of the new guys on The Walking Dead. That's as far as I knew, I was like one of the good guys and I was part of the part of um rick and daryl's crew now uh and that's as fu- that's as much as i knew until i got a call uh the day before i had to fly out for the following because they're real cagey about the scripts and stuff too um i got a call the day before i was supposed to fly out for my final episode uh, not knowing it was my final episode being like hey you've done a great job um you're gonna read something <laughs> in the next script you're gone you're going
0: now where now where did you shoot at
1: uh, outside of Atlanta in uh, Peachtree City, Georgia. So what's that like?
0: You're going to a completely different uh, area, and it's everyone's nice, but, you know, as I said, there's not a lot of Indians in, in Atlanta.
1: No. The town they shoot in literally has more uh, golf cart tracks than uh, road. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> like a very, like, good old boy town. But they know that anyone that they don't recognize is probably with The Walking Dead. (laughs) So it's like kind of a company town that way. There's like one bar, there's two restaurants. It's a tiny, tiny little town, and um, I don't know. I loved it. I like travel, so like, um, and I love the South a lot. Like I think,
0: you know, food's so good, man. Food. They pour ranch dressing on everything. I I I, went. I was, I was by Coastal to visit my girlfriend for two years, and before Virgin started flying from uh, LAX to yeah. Philly, I would get the, the cheap flight i go through uh, to Atlanta.
1: And, Busiest airport in the world.
0: And, man, they had this place, and I swear, and I can't eat it now because heart problems, but, man, you would get a chicken fried steak <sighs> with a side of black-eyed peas, a side of collard greens, and a side of macaroni and cheese, and you would eat, and you would. You eat it there, all. Yeah, you'd finish it, and then you'd sit there, you'd, and then they had like just, a three-hour layover, you'd just be sitting in a chair, just contemplating. But the food's so good.
1: It's so good. It's so disgusting. Like when you're used to eating like an LA person, and then you go to, like, you're like, "This is allowed?
0: Holy <laughs> shit! This is amazing." <laughs> so, so the Walking Dead, you find out you're gonna die. Yeah. The day that, like, as the, you're flying as out. As I'm flying out, yeah. So no, no, that must suck. I mean, as an actor, you sit there because were, were you really digging the role? Did you get into the role? I was digging the world,
1: and those actors are so. I had just done an, a procedural right before, and they were on season four, and and Walking Dead was on season four as well. And I, I just, uh, on the procedural, which shall not be named, um, they were just phoning it in, and they were just not excited to be there. And like I was like, ah, oh, all right, well, I'm going into a fourth season of another show, and I was prepped for the the regulars to be you know, a little over it, those guys are so high energy, so into their job, so like, oh, okay, uh, well, like, we'd rehearse, and then Andy Lincoln would be like, okay, uh, on this one, and I'm going to give you this line instead, and you're going to do the thing, and like, that, all that energy trickles down into every facet of the production, I just loved being there, and I think those guys are just so excited about the phenomenon that is their show, that they're really, really into it.
0: And it's weird, because that show, they changed the showrunners after the first season.
1: I think they changed it twice,
0: Okay, cause, and it still it was has Darabont, the phone.
1: and then uh, now it's uh, Scott Gimple.
0: So now, after that show, did you start getting recognized? Did you start getting people going, oh my God, you're the guy from The Walking Dead?
1: Yeah, a little bit. But to this day, the thing I still get recognized for most is uh, my very first guest star from 10 years ago. I was a guy with an erection that didn't go away who ended up with um, um, uh, Ellen Pompeo on... Uh, Grey's Anatomy.
0: So, so you, you, you were a guy with a, that people notice that. Like, well, how well, does someone come up to some? How does someone come up to you in public?
1: Oh, like, are you that? Are you the boner guy from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> are you the boner guy? Uh, now yeah, I'm going to, to, to the tell
0: Joanna because she loves Granger. I I'm going to go, you know, you know, I'm from Castle, but he was the boner guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The boner guy. Yeah, that's yeah. a good nickname, though. That's the like the boner like, guy. Like, it can't. That's like, I mean, not like it, it's yeah, At least I being, sound virile. Yeah. It's instead of making that's yeah, the impotent guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a guy, you know, the, the, Hey, flaccid. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so now people recognize. So people come up to you and call you the boner guy.
1: Yeah. It's more. It's a question. It's are you the boner guy? Because I think you look like the boner guy.
0: <laughs> and somebody with The Walking Dead, though, you you get. Them. I mean, you could probably start doing conventions.
1: I've been doing conventions, yeah.
0: So when did you start doing conventions? And now conventions are huge. It's insane. Like like I sit there and I'm like I I I have guests on who sit there and go oh we did this convention this convention they they, they won two episodes of Star Trek <laughs> yeah they, yeah, but,
1: yeah and people it's go, like crazy. a revenue stream. Yeah. So what's
0: it like for you to go to a convention? Because you know when I'm talking to you. You're, you're a very humble guy and you've you know you've had a good career. You're a nice guy. And, you know, but what's it like to sit there and go and people all of a sudden, when you're at a convention, you're the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you're like the guy, there can be 8,000 guys. Yeah, I'm not good at that. When they come up to you, it must be because, one, you know, you make money. That's why you're there. Sure. And, and, well, well not and no, that's so... not why you're there, but I mean, it's, I'm saying, but they want you to make money. Sure. And, and what's it like to sit there and actually, you know, have someone you have to, they have to pay you to sign something. That must be feel weird. It must be very. I'm not good at it. Okay. Why, why? I because it's me,
1: you know what I mean it's me like why do you, like i cannot i can't understand i still can't understand like why someone would want to get a photo taken with me that seems crazy to me um but then you realize that it's not you it's it's they love the world and the and 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 the part that you played and and they want a little piece of that and that i can rationalize and yeah i just think it's 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 so ridiculous that someone would want to p- Pay to stand next to me, like that's crazy.
0: Now, where have you been? Where's some like one that you've done, and, and what is the? Are you, do you go as the doctor from Walking Dead? I mean, no, no, no. You
1: go as yourself.
0: But I mean, no. But they're saying exactly that, Oh, is that's, is that's that, what I'm that billed your, as. Yeah. How yeah. are you? How are you billed?
1: I'm actually um starting to go. The, there's an exclusive castle convention that's coming up that I'm going to in Argentina and in Germany. Um, so that's going to start happening. But up until now, like that's sort of walking dead has been sort of the only, um, show with a fandom that I've been a part of. So I'm built, I'm built as Dr. S from walking. Dead. Where are some of the places you've gone? I've gone to San Francisco. I've gone to New Jersey. Where in New uh, Jersey? Uh, outside the nor- nor- northern northern jersey. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah right. Sorry. 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 Right. The bad jersey. No, that's
0: uh. alright. I So, so I mean, just, so when they sit there, they book. Does your agent book that, or do you book that, or how does it happen? Do they contact you and say, "Hey, we're doing this convention." They contact my. They contact my agents.
1: And uh, like a lot. Of, apparently, a lot of these guys have uh, agents just for
0: these conventions now. I'm I'm new to I'm new to all this. No, it, it's, so you fly in. Yeah. And then they put you up. Yeah. And then they. Pick you up, I guess, and they take you into. The... Yeah, it's
1: actually like it's long hours. You're sitting there signing autographs all day, um, and it's you're meeting you're meeting people, you're talking to them, you're you're uh, they're talking about your favorite parts of the show. The thing about it is you got to keep up with the show because they know the show way better than right. you do. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's cool to see. Uh, the last one I went to had like twenty two thousand people. It was in something insane like that.
0: Now, now, anything weird happened? Like, have you had any weird fans just that were just have brought you weird stuff or just sat there or just said or there's no- a
1: lot of there's a lot of guys that just they don't know what they want from you they just want to be next to you and so there's no you try and engage in conversation there's uh there's a lot of just staring and and smiling uh that's weird and then um apparently this didn't happen to me but like um there's a lot of, they find out where what hotel you're staying in and there's like hotel room
0: break-ins and stuff. That's nuts. It's crazy. So after The Walking Dead, and you're, now you do conventions, you, got, you started doing a few guest stars in comedies again. Yeah. Now how did that happen? I mean, you did, was that the, the hot in Cleveland and modern family, was that after Walking Dead?
1: Yeah, that was a couple years ago.
0: So what's that like for you to sit there all of a sudden, you know, you did comedy, then you get pulled into drama, and then all of a sudden now people are auditioning and they're letting you do both. And are people saying, Oh, wait a second. You can't audition this. Cause that's the doctor from the walking Dead." Well, the doctor from walking dead thing really,
1: really helped me be seen as a drama guy, uh, which I was waiting for, for the longest time. But, um, like before, even when I did dramas, I would do, I would sort of the B storyline. I was the, uh, like the comic relief in the drama. Uh, but, um, yeah, it was good. I think I think my natural instincts veer towards silly, so uh, I'm always happy to do anything. I like to work, man. I like uh, I uh, I loved Modern Family. Like I, I was I watched Modern Family, so it was that was great to do. And um, I think the only thing with doing a bunch of comedy at the same time is that your instincts are to not like play the scene. Your instincts are like, where's the joke? Where's the okay. joke? Where's the joke? Uh, and as a comedian, I'm sure you. Understood.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, when I did comedy, well, that's the thing—you, you, you had to sit there and you. Well, comedy has changed a lot, but when I did it, it was like back then. You know, it was you had to get so many punchlines per per pitch minute or yeah, whatever yeah. because so many laughs. You know, and but now comedy's changed where it can be—you can, you, breathe you, a can you can do a, a minute and a half without a punchline, but when that minute and a half is up, that punchline better be big. But I mean, it's things change, but I mean, yeah, comedy—you you. you for me though, you you want to get laughs, you know, and it's like that's yeah, like, that's laughs like are good for comedy. Yeah, I mean it's I mean, yeah exactly, yeah. but I mean you want to you 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 want to get a lot of laughs because that's momentum. Sure. That's like thing, like you know, anything in life, you know, like your career, you get you're getting momentum. Right. You know, so all of a sudden it's like okay, well I'm you know I'm getting this work. People are Walking Dead people are looking at me. I'm getting this work. I'm getting this work. You get in a, a flow and it just that's when you're at your best. Yeah,
1: work seems to be like beget work and and it it helps you too. Like when you're when you're in the rhythm of working, it's not just uh, an outside force. When you're in the rhythm of working and your brain is working that way, it feels like rolling to the next thing is natural as opposed to um when there's a break between projects, there's an element of like relearning that happens. And if that doesn't have to happen, it's great.
0: Now Castle, yeah. How did that come about? And was it something that was that gonna be just one like like some it seems like, you know, with the Walking Dead you thought you might be on the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you you know, but a lot of times people say it's the other way that they might have him for one role, but then all of a sudden they go, "Hey, I we like, we this, like guy. this guy." So what happened with Castle? And was with it Castle,
1: like- I think they knew. They knew that um, uh, when when we were auditioning for it, they they said it was a major recurring role this season. Um, so we knew going in, and I think like a lot of, like a lot of us were like gunning for it. But, uh, they knew they wanted a Indian guy.
0: So so you, when you went into the audition, you know it was going to be. Indian guy
1: Yeah, so it was me and all my friends No, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah so like so who are some of the other Indian actors you hang because I always say like is your you're a character actor you know yeah. you work a lot yeah and I always say like you know there's like for the older guys there's the Italians like Eric Palladino and he yeah. hangs out with David Marciano yeah, yeah. and then, then the white guys it's Larry Poindexter and Spencer Garrett yeah you know, yeah, yeah. And those guys and now uh, so who are the Indian guys like the, my guys your, group, your my, guys
1: my crew is uh there's a guy named Ravi Patel uh who has a who's on Grandfather now he's funny as hell isn't he the best Did you, have you seen his documentary
0: no I, it, is it on Netflix? You know, or?
1: it's not. It's it's still in theaters. Okay. It's called Meet the Patels. It's the greatest. Okay. So he's one of your guys. He's one of my guys. Uh, Manish Dayal is one of my guys. Uh, he's the guy in the Hundred Foot Journey with. Um,
0: I know the name. I know the name. Helen
1: um, Parvesh China is one of my guys. Uh, who else? Utkarsh Ambutkar.
0: So you guys have just gotten to know each other from going out in auditions and yeah,
1: no, and a lot of us are like we we hang out. Um, but yeah, a lot we there's a group of. I think there's now there's more more than ever there's probably like 40, 40 or fifty guys that are auditioning regularly.
0: That must and, be great. I mean it's 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 in the in the thing for competition wise, I mean it's less work, but it's good that you're building a community.
1: Oh yeah. Like, like, and these- no, we're actually really good to each other. All the all the brown guys sort of we have a phone tree set up. Oh Pej Vidat is a Persian actor, he's on bones, he's like one of my best friends. Um but a lot of us if um we're really if 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 I get an audition for something I and I think Pedge is gonna be right for it I'm like you I will call him and I will be like call call your agents uh and he would do the same for me and we the guys are really good to each other I think
0: See, the women are worse to each other yeah well that's you know that just seems like a lot of times but it, I mean and just it's the competition there's yeah. not as many parts for women sure but it must be great you know it must be exciting to be you know a, a young Indian actor now because it's there's there's stuff to do there's stu- and there's but there's there's good roles like you know it's not the stereotypical role there there's there's roles where no one's uh, anthony azizi was the guy i was thinking anthony of ZZ, who was on that, but yes. he was he said he was one of the first that he played you know on, on that yeah. thing and he said you know that, that he got into that where the roles but it must be great for you i mean just to sit there and go wow you know it's like you know the guys before me you know 20 years older than me oh man didn't and have they're the, the ones freedom.
1: they're the ones that laid the groundwork for us right uh yeah i can't imagine uh when we, when we talked about I'm the first generation that straddled both the, tech, the technology and no technology I think I'm the last of the actors that sort of know both worlds know that know how it used to be and know what it is now the guys coming in now are a little like yeah of course
0: they're punks they're- pucks Yeah, because they, they they don't they don't, they don't know they don't know how hard it was. They don't know you guys are busting your balls and the guys are busting your balls. No, what was it like being on Castle though? Because once again, huge fan base. Dude, yeah. um Everyone loves Nathan Fillion.
1: Everyone loves Nathan Fillion. He's everyone a, loves
0: Stana. He's a little chunky. I'll tell you, I, I said every year Stana gets hotter and he gets chunkier. Stana <laughs> is. She's beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Um, and no, and I was like, uh, I because I was watching a bunch of the uh, Castle episodes to 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 know about the world or whatever, and. Uh, I go to stand on. I was like, uh, why do you, why you look so different in the earlier seasons? You like, you look like a, and she just goes like like a buldike. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, she's like
0: she's so, gorgeous. So, yeah, but that's like that's kind of also a group that people have been watching the show for years, and everyone they, they've grown together. I mean, so how do fans react when you come on? Not the the ones that blow you up on the blog. But the people who are the true fans—do they like you? Do they not like you? Or what are they think of you? They're
1: trying to decide right now because um, I think they—they—they're um, not this week. They're not huge fans because I—I'm uh, the guy that's sort of responsible for um, Castle and uh, Beckett breaking up. So oh, they pretty,
0: I tell my my girlfriend doesn't listen anyway. Oh, sorry. I know, sorry. no, she doesn't. But it's does they give No, no,
1: no, no. She knows. She already knows. She knows. Okay um my presence leads her to leave castle for a while that happened uh, earlier. okay season. okay I still, okay so yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she left, so. so she's leaving to keep him safe but the fancy it is uh, if this guy had never come around then they would still be together so they um they um yeah i'm i i do not think they're they're sure of what to make make of me
0: but that must be good just to see that you, you get heat off of something like that i love I, it i mean as, as, oh an, as an actor okay. right?
1: dude i when a guy that looks like me 10 years ago i get to go around shooting guns and arresting people like i'm a cop like right. that's I, I never dreamed that i would get to do that um so i love that and i love that i this is sort of the first time i'm a part of a show uh where i'm really affecting the the course of the season and that feels really good uh yeah i'm a, i'm the, i'm having the time of my life
0: and so you um, and you're going to go to argentina Get to go to Argentina, and you, you're going to have like a crazy fan base. Because I hope no, seriously, I know musicians who go to Argentina. Who I mean, and they said the fans down there are rabid. Really, like, like, like South American fans, they say are the best fans. Like you huh. know, people sit there. I mean, even if you were like a guitarist for a band that was a very big band, a guy I know was he said people were hanging out his room because they loved this band. I mean, they're the fans, and they're all great-looking people, <laughs> but they're the fans. They're going to go crazy, and I'm, I'm sure the place is going to be packed. I'm looking forward to it, and I also get to go to Argentina. I, I know. Well, the, so we have a few minutes left. Uh, what else is coming up for you?
1: What, uh, so I got two movies coming out, um, two indie comedies. Um, one of them I'm super excited about. It's called Cheat and Tea, and it's uh, it's the logline is, it's the last two brown guys in Silicon Valley that have nothing to do with technology. It's uh, we're, we, I, uh, me, and, me and this other guy, Dominic rains who you guys have all seen on TV uh, are uh, to um, two sort of hustler gangster types. And it's like uh, it's like a it's a buddy movie. It's like a road comedy about two two ne'er do Um And then I got uh, a movie called Killing Poe that just it's doing the festivals right circuit right now. And it's about
0: uh, five students that uh, try to kill their professor. So are right, now are both comedies? They're both comedies. Now, now, so you're you're going back to the comedy. Now, would you like to do, do a drama movie? Which is that something that's in your future? Yeah, I'd love to. Um,
1: I'd love to. Uh, I, I'm going to India and I'm seeing what the possibilities are there. Like, I would love to do something in India soon. Um,
0: yeah, I'm I'm just excited about the prospect of working. At- now, are you very known in India as an American actor, or do they? Because I know there's the big Bollywood actors over there. I mean, or are, are you known as someone who is you know? Do they sit there and do they know of you and know that, you know, do the young, the young, put it this way, do young actors in India sit there and think, you know what, Chris did it. We can do it. Well, um, I think the what the,
1: the interesting thing that happens is uh, even if I'm a tiny, tiny guest star on a show. The promo department in India for for whatever channel it is will every commercial features the scene with the Indian Oh, guy really? On it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm known in that way. Like I'm that I'm the I'm the guy that's in all the American TV shows. Um, I don't think they know me by name,
0: but they know. but That must be great. Now, now, do you have any young actors come up to you and say, "Hey, man, thanks." I mean, does it ever happen to you, like like some appreciation thrown your way?
1: I get a lot of um uh emails about like, "Hey, how do I how do I." I'm an Indian actor. I'm in high school. How do I tell my parents? Like, what? how do I do this? And what do I, that feels good. Um, and I get to, I get to help young guys, uh, figure out what they want to do with themselves.
0: Now, are your parents very proud of you now that you've done very well for yourself? I mean, seeing that, you know, as I said, the cultures are quite different.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they get it now, which is great. So they like, they're, they're, they understand what the business is and they, they, yeah, they're proud of me. Like they, they, they're they're fans now uh whereas before they they operated from a place of fear uh now they're now they're
0: into it <laughs> see that's good now now do you keep up a lot on social media do you do that stuff yeah i'm on i'm on the twitter what do you do on the twitter do you tweet a lot
1: uh yeah i tweet a lot it's mostly me defending myself and people right this week it's me defending myself and then telling people not to to uh, shoot me in the street
0: now now what's your twitter handle Sun Krishbala. Okay. Now, now, how does that make you feel when people attack you? I mean, anything. It's and it's not you. They're not attacking you, but it must sort of piss you off a little bit, or and also hurt you a little bit. I kind of love it. Do you really? Yeah. Now, do you? How it do you? It makes get, me stronger. Do you? Do you? Do you get back to them? Like, do you send snor- snarky tweets? Yeah, at back? Least there's some snark. Like, so if, if I go on, I, I'm gonna go. on, I'm gonna follow you, and i I can go on, and I can see. Like, there's, is there some good, good, some good conflict?
1: uh there is some good conflict i've been told to 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 keep it a little bit under wraps i've uh, i was instructed by powers that be that I, I was doing too much i think if you go back a couple months then you'd really see it um but no just this week i like i, th- I think i tweeted like uh happy thanksgiving dummies like th- like a like a greeting um and i got uh everyone and and i got this woman being like uh, just because you don't celebrate this holiday doesn't mean I'm so offended. I was like, well, I celebrate things. Right. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> and funny. she goes, well, people don't know your your thing. I was like, well, why wouldn't you just assume that? Right. What?
0: <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Thanks so much for having me. a blast, fun. man. Okay, so, so now it's it's at Bala Sunkris? At Sunkris Bala. Sunkris Bala.
1: S-U-N-K-R-I-S-H-B-A-L-A.
0: Okay, and your Instagram? All that. Sunkris Bala. Okay, do you do, do, do a lot of Instagramming? I do some Instagramming. I'm...
1: You'll see some behind-the-scenes photos from Castle and stuff.
0: So follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. It's at, uh, at CooperTalk1. Also, I, I I do it a lot now. I didn't do it much before. Also, follow me on Twitter, at CooperTalk. I always go up there. Go to my website, coopertalk.net. I have uh, got uh, close to 450 episodes up there. Tons of them. You can listen to them anytime. You can also go, if you have a uh, Android uh, device, you can go to the Google Play Store, and it's free. Get the one word, CooperTalk. You got an app? Download the app. Yeah. Wow. So sit there. It's free. You can get all the episodes. Only it doesn't work on iPhone. I don't know why. They my my thing I go through change it. So do that. Uh, Twitter, as I said, also send me an email, Cooper at Coopertalk.net. See who you want on the show. I'll try to get them uh, in two weeks. I tech I right now technically have uh, Ed Asner is going to be on. That's a very can big. Can I guest come? Ed The studio is already going to be packed. Uh. <laughs> anyway, but so people, and also go to my other website, stopthesalt.com. It's my low sodium cookbook for one. Uh, great recipes. No pictures to intimidate you. No tons of ingredients to get you worried. Buy it at stopassault.com, or you can buy it at Amazon or you can buy it at Barnes & Noble. But if you buy it at stopassault.com, I'll sign it and I make more money. So anyway, follow Sunkrish Bala on uh, Twitter. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. I will talk to you next week.